Thanks for tuning in to another Parent Stuff Podcast. My name is Evan Samanko, and I am here hosting today with our special guest, Ty Harvey. Ty was on the backstage with the Simple Church Podcast, our other podcast, talking about some different things, but he is someone that I wanted to talk to today as we get ready for Thanksgiving and talking about family and holidays and how complicated things can be. Ty and his wife, Rebecca, are an interracial couple, and as you probably are well aware, there's some issues going on in our country right now, and I just want to have an honest conversation with him and talk about the difficulties and challenges of that and advice he would have to parents of other interracial families or maybe if you have your own thoughts and perspectives on that maybe to understand a little bit better so ty does a great job today i really appreciate you tuning in and listening and i hope you enjoy this episode All right, welcome to the Parent Stuff Podcast. We are excited to be back here today. Ty Harvey, you are the first ever dual guest. You were on Backstage with the Simple Church a couple weeks ago, and now you're here yes. again. Double duty. You're a podcasting star now. I am back. That's I right. You may be starting something here. Oh, man, if you did not listen, Ty did a great podcast talking about the Municipal Auditorium, where we'll be this week with Simple Church. And Ty, it's a crazy building. We don't need to get all that again. If they want to go listen, though, it's some weird stuff. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. And it's worth checking out if you ever had the opportunity to do so. Absolutely. Well, Ty, tell us about you. What do you do for a living? Tell us about your family. How old are your kids? Just walk us through a little bit about your life. Um, my name's Ty Harvey. Uh, I'm originally from Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, I now live in Boja City. Uh, and cross the river. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Cross some dirty water. All of a sudden, you're in a whole different, just uh, everything's different, just that quick. Absolutely. We can get into that some <laughs> with your job, too, in a yeah, second. Yeah. So, um, Again, I now live in Bossier with my wife and my two kids, my wife Rebecca and my son Tylen and my daughter Elena. And uh, I mean, I've been over in Bossier since since my wife and I started dating and we got married. So that was like way back in 2000 and maybe 2000 and I say seven. Yeah. She probably knows. She'd yeah. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We put people on the spot she's, sometimes on the podcast. She's better with the dates than I am. Sure, you know, absolutely. I'm, I'm man-law when it comes to dates. And did y'all move straight into the house in Legacy? We were neighbors for a while. Right? Weren't mm. you in Legacy? Mm-mm. Oh, never nope. mind. Nope. I just made that up. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're trying to put me somewhere I did. I'm <laughs> You're predicting my future there? That's right. Maybe <laughs> it is there. So I don't know. But how old are your kids? Uh, so Tylen is uh, 12 and Elena is 16. So you're full in the teenage phase. Oh, man. How's that going? <laughs> they probably man, won't listen, huh? Look, look, it, man. I don't know. It, it, it's the, it's the girls at sixteen. Mm. Oh, they say, "Dad, that's a boy's dream, huh?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> not I'm, a dad's dream. A, no, it's a nightmare for us. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, my time's coming. I'll talk to you about ten years and Ooh, see how you get through. Man, just yeah, be patient. Is she driving yet? <laughs> no, not yet. She's well. She's actually she's doing her. She's actually on the the courses and yeah. all that stuff like that. So she hasn't uh, actually started driving on her own. So uh, that's coming. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. do driving lessons? You've been taking her driving? Yes, I have, and that's an interesting experience <laughs> right there. So I keep the imaginary brakes on. You're ready like to hit it just yeah, in case. Yeah, I'm just like, she's like, why? I'm going to slow down. I'm going to slow down. like, you ain't slowing down fast enough for me. You're a little nervous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I remember I panicked when I was driving with my dad. I was 15 and ran through a stop sign, and a car barely missed us. Ooh. And we just both sat there and like, Oh, man. <laughs> it's like we almost died. <laughs> Everybody's life flashed uh, that's before right. them. And you know what he said? Don't tell your mom about this. 
I don't think she knows that to this day. Hopefully she doesn't listen. He sounds like me with, uh, with my daughter. When we're doing stuff, I'm like, you can't tell your mom. Uh, uh, make everybody more stressed. Mom. Yeah. So you can't tell them. <laughs> Absolutely. So you're in that teenage phase. You are a parent. And you guys have a little bit of a unique situation. So you are a step-parent. You're a parent. It's kind of going through. Tell us a little bit about y'all's family history and walk us through that. Yeah. So um, my wife and I, we originally met at the CenturyLink Center. Where, uh, yeah, yeah. And, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I was formerly working before when I was working with SMG. We're formerly SMG now, uh, ASM Global. Uh, but now I, I work as a po- police officer here in Bossier City. But anyway, so uh, we met there back in maybe 2000 and 2003. Okay. And we were friends for the longest. And um, we started dating and we got married in 2007. Yes, May May 27th of 2007. That's actually my wife's birthday as well. Oh, you better it, remember that day. Oh, it, and that's good. It's easy. Like, Double the one get, less yeah, thing you remember. Yeah, I get the two for one. So, and I was looking. That's not that's not me trying to be cheap. Like, I'm going to do the two for one on you. We're going to do your birthday and a wedding on the same day. But, no, it wasn't that. It was uh, the venue could only guarantee us that day. And my wife really wanted the venue, so we, we locked it in for that date. Um, but interesting thing with the May theme, uh, so my, my daughter, which is my stepdaughter, Elena, uh, her birthday is May the 12th, uh, mine's May the 20th, and, and Rebecca's is May 27th. That's a busy month. Yeah. and then Thailand comes behind us at June 9th. That's really close to ours. So our anniversary is May 29th, 2010. Really? Eliza okay. was born May 30th, 2018, so wow. the day after ours, and then Nora's June the 9th. There in uh, she was 2015, oh, so man. it's all a couple weeks in a row. Yeah, y'all are set just like we are. Absolutely, it's a busy couple months. Man, that is, and it's still coming like a little bit behind December where you already kind of been spinning. So I'm like, look, y'all to pick and choose it because look, you know what's coming right at December. That's right. Well, I tell Mallory, so it's Christmas, and then Mallory's birthday is in the middle of January, mm-hmm. and then Valentine's Day. So it's back to back to back months. I got to get all that stuff and take care of it. Man, it, that stacks up. Yeah, and it comes around <laughs> really fast. It does sneak up on it if yeah. you let it. Yeah, it does. It Absolutely. Does. Well, t- okay. So you were dating. You met at their mm-hmm. CenturyLink. You got married, and you became a stepdad. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I did, and yeah, I was I was blessed, and that came at a great time for me because I was on that. Road was just trying to figure it all out. I was trying to decide, you know, whether I wanted to stay here locally in Shreveport, Bossier, yep. even stay with the company I was with, and um, and and that was what I was trying to figure out. And when Rebecca and Elena, uh, doing it at that time, it was just those two. When they came in my life, that that gave me focus. That gave me more focus, yeah. and, it, and it helped it helped me answer that question of whether I wanted to stay here locally or not, because. Becca, being a Bossier girl, she wanted to. Yeah, she was real close to the roots, and she wanted to stay here in Bossier, and that's and that's what we did. So we got married in 2007, and uh, and then Thailand came in 2008, right behind that. So and there 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 was the unit was formed then. So uh, and again, Elena's my stepdaughter, and that's been a great opportunity. Uh, of, of being blessed in that situation because I never thought I would be honest never thought I would even have kids let alone marry someone that already really had a kid. so that wasn't in your plan that huh? was not in my plan and it, but you know that's how some of the most beautiful things work in the world mm. the unplanned things absolutely we believe God's underneath all that right mm-hmm. he's working yeah. for those that love him in the background you yeah, just don't ab- see it all the time yeah, absolutely and thank God he doesn't give us what we want most of the time right <laughs> you, <laughs> unanswered you, prayers yeah you're right about that absolutely so maybe you can looking back and you can think about that time 
you never dated anybody that had kids before, or you're thrown into this. Can you remember maybe something that you learned or something advice somebody told you or for anybody listening that is a step parent or maybe is dating somebody with kids, something that helped you in that time? Well, what really helped me is the example that my mom and my stepdad set. Mm. Um, my dad came, my stepdad came into my life and my brother and growing up, it was my mom. Most time it was my mom and my brother and I, and, um, when my dad, my stepdad, I was, I'm, you see, I'm used to call yeah. him my dad. So uh, when when Michael came into our life, uh, of course, having someone new come in, you know, you as kids, you kind of, you're not really How receptive you? to that. You know, I think I was like, how old was I? I was probably like seven or eight. Okay, so, yeah. You know, you, you're really not receptive. You, you knew what you, was going on. Something's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. Something, <laughs> who was this guy? Right. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, you... You like private eye investigating. You ran, <laughs> jump around, looking around, like who is this moving in on Protect my your mom? mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're thinking about those things and being conscientious of that, and uh, it and it turned out to be a great thing. You know, Michael is a wonderful human being, and he showed my brother and I so many things about growing up and being a man. You know, having responsibilities and being good to 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 your family in general and to people in general and stuff. So. Uh, and he, he was always a hard worker, uh, and he showed us that. He gave us things that balance that we really didn't. I mean, we had good balance from my mom, but yeah. he he was able to show us a side like that we really wasn't getting through other ways. And and my my brother, he always stayed in constant communication with his father, but I wasn't so so lucky in that aspect because mm. uh, my dad and I, biological dad and I, do not talk at all. So uh, being able to have someone come in and show me some of the other things that that my mom couldn't show me, right? You know that was that was a good thing, and so I took a lot of that and I bought it in, into myself, and that's how that's that's what helped me start that that whole projection of of uh, raising Elena and even being a great dad to to my son as well when he came along. Yeah. So and how old was Elena when y'all got married, started dating? Elena was like. Four months old. Yeah, so she was little. She doesn't yeah. really remember anything before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all I saw is that I saw I saw what I went through coming up. I saw that into her. It's the same way she was coming up. I was, I was like, man, you know, she, she that was a relationship that was going on with uh, her biological father and Rebecca, and you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the greatest. Sure. And uh, when I came in, you know, of course. From you know, from the biological father's perspective, and the people, everybody's trying to figure out who's who's tied, you know, what right. he's, what he's about, and everything else like that. And the whole time, I'm thinking when it comes to the biological dad, like, dude, you don't need to be judging anybody because you have you don't have any good running streaks right now. So, mm. but you know, the, the family was really receptive, and uh, you know, and her family was, it, yeah, yeah, and that's because uh, I knew. I knew Becca's mom from working alongside her at Centrally because she was working up there part time as well. So we had a relationship in in that standpoint, and that helped. Yeah. So she she knew me and, and she she knew Vouch me. Vouch for you. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> and stuff. So you know, all in that aspect was going on. Now, did I have to uh, persuade some of the other family members outside? Yeah, <laughs> charm them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had to charm them for a little. Yeah, I had to I had to work on them a little bit, but uh, it all it, it all ended well. So. Uh, but yeah, now you are again. It helped out a lot having such a a good role model coming from my stepdad. It's huge. Uh, yeah, 
to, to get me into where I am now. And uh, and I'm always reflecting back on a lot of times, a, a lot of great memories and things that we had coming up as a family, uh, whether it's, you know, something as, as simple as some kind of little family vacation or something like that. And yeah. Coming up, we didn't go on a lot of those. I mean, we, we actually didn't. I'm the one I remember. Is, I remember one time we went to Six Flags. Oh, yeah. And that was our, that was the first family vacation that we ever went on. I remember my parents renting a, a van. And they loaded up my my stepdad's. Uh, he he had he has a child and some some other relatives. It was a bunch of us in that man. We How were, old were you? We, we were packed. I was I think I was like maybe ten. Oh and, yeah. Uh, man, we we packed that van up, man. Uh, we put we put a butt wherever a butt could fit, and we rode down <laughs> to Dallas and uh, we had a good time at Six Flags and out. You know, and for some some people, it's like it's not a big deal. But for us, that was a big deal for us because we never had been on any family vacations and and stuff like that. So that's just really important. That that makes it really important to me now doing those kind of kind of things going on. Oh yeah, vacations. And I know we'll get to that later. No, um, that's good. So. And I think too, what's funny is over doing this now and having these conversations, a lot of people remember trips, and that pushes me to remember. Man, it, sometimes it's frustrating to spend the money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't want to do the is. trip. It and is. as the dad, probably typically we're the ones that discourage that. Mm-hmm. But it does mean a lot. And there's so many people I have so many memories of those times to get away to go do something and make that effort to go on a trip. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is, man. And and again, it, my parents help encourage that. And then Becca too, because I mean to be honest, I got away from it after I, you know, grew up and moved out the house and just kind of on my own and doing my own thing. You know, that was just. That was his background, all of a sudden. So, uh, Becca was really encouraging on us doing that because that's what they did as a family a lot. They every year they were going on cruises and all this kind of stuff like that. I'm like, y'all went on a what? <laughs> every year? Telling, yeah, yeah. They were going like every year. I'm like, what? It's like I wish we'd go on a man a boat. Only boat I was getting on was my grandfather's fishing boat. Not quite a cruise and, ship. Yeah, not quite. Yeah, cruise ship. So. Uh, and, and we, and we do that now. We, we go, I mean, this past year we skipped out of, cause normally it's Orange Beach. Yep. That, that our family vacation, uh, is where we were taking, but, uh, this past year cause you know, COVID and all that kind of stuff oh, like yeah. that. We didn't go, but, uh, we did something else, but you know, it wasn't Orange Beach. Right. Orange Beach is, man. Oh yeah. That was awesome. We always enjoyed ourselves and. Made a memory. Yeah, it made a lot of memories, good and bad ones, man. It's one that sits with us all. Come on. Man, look, we were, we were there one. <laughs> it was, was it our second go around? I think it was our second go around. And, uh, we, of course, we split it with another, with like two other families. We had a condo. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so Beck and I, we ended up getting the, I guess, the, the master suite. And it had a balcony on it and then all that kind of stuff. Like, as a matter of fact, it was our first time to Orange Beach because my whole thought was like, yeah, we're going to go there. And You I'm have a, an expectation I'm, in your head. Had ex- <laughs> yeah, had an expectation. And I'm a, you know, it has a, it has a sliding glass door and all that stuff. I said, I'm going to leave that open. We're just going to listen to the waves and we're just going to do that. Cause, Be relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Because normally, look, at home, I go to sleep to a channel that does like the waves oh, yeah. or the rain and stuff. You're gonna see it I was live. like, I'm about to get it live. <laughs> I'm about to get it real. So I'm excited and pumped about that. So man, we get through the day and a, and the night comes and everybody kind of finally settles down. And uh, you know, Beck and I, we we eventually we fell asleep and then all all I remember is, bang, bang, and I'm thinking like. 
am I dreaming? Like, is that her calling me? And I'm thinking, like, what is going on? She said, she said something's in the room. And all Magna, my antennas come on. I'm like, she said, something's in the room. Like, <laughs> what do you mean something? Like, because I'm speaking like, you mean in somebody? When you say something, I'm thinking about what ghost are you thinking of? But what is it when you say something? So she's like, something's flying around the room. I said, what? And so by the time I'm kind of getting up and, 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 and getting my composure and finally starting to focus, I see some uh, uh, just a dark shadow fly across the the, the, the uh, room and I'm uh. like what is that she said I think it's a bird I said uh I said, how did the bird get in and then I'm thinking about, oh crap I said the window glass yeah door. sliding glass door <laughs> so I get up and at this time it flies across my head and it goes be- between the blinds and the sliding glass door that's still a p- the partial part that didn't close all the mm-hmm. way so I was like, all right, it's over here. I'm getting. I'm thinking like, yeah, this is like a seagull or something. I'm thinking like, what seagulls? Don't, they don't come out at night. They're not nocturnal. Like, what is this going on? So I open the blinds up, and it's a bat. A bat. Yeah, it's a Batman is in the condo, <laughs> and I'm like, no way. And I'm like, I can't tell her. I can't tell her nope. it's a bat. I can't tell her this is bat. She'll never sleep again. <laughs> Look. So I'm like, ooh. Does she know? Did you ever tell her? So eventually, so I looked at her. Look, I said, "Just stay calm." I said, "But it's a bat." (laughs) (laughs) She said, "What?" She said, "Stop playing." I'm like, "No, I'm very serious." I was like, "It's a bat." (laughs) She starts to jump up, and I'm a, I'm a look. I'm just gonna TMI right now. Real talk. My my wife sleeps butt naked. Wow! I'm just going. Yeah, she she's gonna kill me for that. I was gonna say, hopefully she's gonna kill listen. me for that. Yep, kill me. I know. I, and I hope this is. Uh, did I get past the G right now? Uh, I did. You're okay. married. We're, That's P, all right. we're PG now. There we go. So anyway, so she gets hot. All right. So she goes. She jumps up. She flies into the bathroom. Leaves me inside the bedroom to fend for myself with this bat. I was like, hey. I said, hey. I said, may need a little help here. So. I thought I'd get the bat from between the blinds, and it starts flying around again. Didn't go out the door. It's flying around. I'm, I'm trying to think of everything that I've watched on National Geographic <laughs> on the Lourdes State. So I have a blanket. And, you know, they say they, they send out, like, sonar, sonar to, to figure out where they're going and all that kind right. of stuff like that because they're pretty much almost blind. So I'm doing that to block. They, they get it to go confuse towards. It. Yeah, to confuse it and get it to go out the door. She's in there, and finally, I miss and hit the thing with the with the, with the sheet, and it goes down by the bathroom door. And I'm gonna tell you, it's probably about almost a two inch or more wide width on the bottom of that bathroom door, enough for it to crawl under the door. So I throw the sheet on top of it. I said, "Look, Beck, I got it down." I said, "But." You may have to come out. I said, I need you to go to the, I said, I need you to go on the balcony and get the net. We had a net for, for crabbing. <laughs> yeah, fish. Uh. I said, yeah, I need you to get the net so I could get it out. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> That's a story. I'm glad That's we're, a memory. I'm, I'm glad we're like on the, on the ninth floor or whatever. And I was like, you got to go out there. She takes off. She runs out there. We get the, we get the net around it. Long story short. And, and we eventually, we get it out. 
But uh, that was definitely an experience I wasn't looking You'll never to. forget. Yeah, never forget. I figured I'd be running into a bat inside my condo. So never again have we slept with the uh, doors open when we go on the family. You learned that lesson yeah, the hard way. Learned that real quick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. man. Wow. Yeah, that would that would freak everybody out. Yeah, it did. It did. So that's Absolutely. a memory that's with us. So when you look back on it, and now with your kids maybe a little bit older, they still like going on the trip? They're still excited? Or as teenagers, they're kind of like, eh, I don't want to really do this anymore. Oh, no, they love it. Oh, cool. You know, the trip that they really don't care for is when we go to Broken Bowl to the cabin. Not outdoors, people. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you're out there in the woods, and we're doing hiking. Last, last time we went on that, like half of the family came back with ticks after the trail. Oh, yeah, yeah. that would be a bad experience. Yeah, so, I say that. so they're like, no, the only thing they look forward to is eating s'mores all night around the campfire. Who doesn't like a s'more? We went to Broken Bow for the first time this May. Really? We got to go, right, when they lifted the COVID stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tried to be out there and didn't. We actually went with some friends and had a good time. No ticks. Yeah, yeah man, thank God, because look, dude, I didn't sleep right then. I didn't get in it, but just knowing that everybody else, I was trying to, try to pick them off. Everybody else, I was like, good God, it had me itching all night. <laughs> No, thank you. Yeah. Uh-uh, I'll yeah. pass on definitely that. Definitely experience, but definitely a great trip. Everybody should experience that with their family. Absolutely. That's a great piece of advice right there mm-hmm. because, again, I think most people's natural dental will take off work. Maybe they can't financially. Yeah. Think about, sure. it, like you said, single moms, and, man, mm-hmm. it's tough, and Absolutely. it is difficult. My wife's mom was single, and mm-hmm. her husband left her, Mallory's biological dad, and she was single for, gosh, I think six, seven years before she got remarried to Mallory's mm-hmm. stepdad now, and it's tough. It's yeah. a difficult thing. And so finding those opportunities, finding stuff at Simple Church, we try to create free events and stuff you can do locally that mm-hmm. you can come out. And even if you can't travel and get away, sure. come do the Christmas stuff. Come go and do the scavenger hunts we do. And it's a chance yeah. to do something to make a memory and do something fun together. The beach and reach. That's the beach That's within reach. That's <laughs> right. That is a big thing, though, Splash yeah, Kingdom. We've is. had families over the years that we will open Splash Kingdom for free. Mm-hmm. If For a family of four, it's 100 bucks to go and do that. It's something that they maybe could never do or couldn't afford to do or choose not to do it. They would just be so grateful of, man, this is the only vacation we got this year. It's been a hard year, and we got to bring our family, and they had so much fun. And that is a big reason why we did that. We baptized that Splash Kingdom. We got to celebrate that. But it was giving our families an opportunity to do something to make a memory together. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's it's so great that the church does that, like you said, because, man, there's so many families out there that, mm-hmm. you know, they're hurting, you know, for whatever reason. Especially and, this year, yeah. Yeah, and those little th- little things like that mean a whole lot and go a whole, I mean, go a long ways with them. And that's a lasting memory that those kids are always going to have or that family going to always have. Because, I mean, I wish I had those kind of opportunities growing up. You know, I always wanted to go to where well, it was Watertown then. But right. We couldn't couldn't afford to go and do this stuff. So that's pretty awesome that the church does that. Yep. We missed it this year. Again, thanks, COVID. But yeah. <laughs> we're trying to. Oh, Rona. Uh, that's right. We oh. are planning a Christmas event called Reindeer Dash. We'll be telling some more people they can sign up at the beginning of December. But it'll be something you can drive through and have a family experience. It'll be free. And mm-hmm. it's one of those another opportunities. Trying to be safe and find a creative way to do it. But sure. that'll be coming up here in a couple weeks. Sure. All right, Ty, let's take a turn, man. Mm-hmm. Let's go into a different direction here because people, if they're listening on a podcast, they might not know you are a black man. Mm-hmm. Sure. Your wife, Rebecca, is a... Am I? <laughs> That's right. Am I I, you are definitely. I can vouch for it. If you're not watching right now on the internet, you can definitely tell you. And it has been, it's been a rough year. <laughs> There's been a lot of stuff in this country and stuff going on. And yes. as a police officer, you're kind of in both worlds, right? Yes. <laughs> you hear yeah. a, a yeah. lot of different mm-hmm. stuff. And we don't want to get political. We don't want to go down that road or anything. Absolutely. And I, there's probably 
probably people listening that are already cringing right now. Yeah. But yeah. what I really want to talk to you about and being on parenting is maybe some advice or things that you've gone through that you do have a biracial family and maybe anything you've experienced with that. And if somebody that, again, I would hope our audience people are listening and are okay and understand that, but maybe there's somebody listening is not sure or they don't know if it's right or not or if it's biblical and there's stuff that people are, I mean, it's crazy stuff people say. Yeah, for it you is. To, talk about that and your experiences with that yeah and you're right it is man it's a lot of crazy things that people say and think out there in the world and here we are when with 2020 and you know it's a shame that we're, we're having to even have those kind of discussions and yep. stuff you know and those experiences are still happening but it, it's out there unfortunately and uh and me me as a father raising interracial kids uh, it does has its own set of unique challenges. It does, and I can I'll be lying to sit and say it, it doesn't. You know, and it's it's from some of the things that you wouldn't expect. You know, things from family gatherings or something like that, or just getting with other families and stuff. You know, I remember there was a situation before where we went over to a friend's house, and you know, they was it was for a birthday party and stuff, and um, you know, there were some other families that were new to other families there and stuff, but I know. Us being there after probably about 30 minutes to an hour, uh, and we were the only interracial family there, uh, we saw the challenge in, in seeing, you know, people being accepting. It's, it's subtle. To, to, yeah, you know. They're not overly saying stuff yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, they're not. You know, there's, no one's really, even if we were going out of our way to kind of talk, you know, a conversation start, but it wouldn't, ex that wouldn't be extended conversation or anything. And you can see uh, – you know, even everything from the way the kids were interacting with each other and stuff like that, uh, which is a shame because a lot of times, you know, kids are pretty innocent. And, you know, if they have some kind of, some kind of, you know, ways or behaviors that are not really acceptable or something, there's that It's not natural. It's, They're it's taught. It's not natural. Yes, yeah, it's, it's taught. Nobody's born that yeah, way. Yeah, right? yeah, they're not born that way and stuff. So, uh, you know, that's interesting to see that. And, you know, at this one particular gathering, it's just, you know, it was mostly, and I'll tell you, it was it was predominantly white at, at the gathering yeah. that we were at, and even me trying to interact with some of the other fathers that were there and stuff, uh, you know, they were more standoffish when it came to me interacting with them, and you know, I was like, whatever, I get it, you know, but I was still trying to understand was it more that hey, you just really don't know me, and yeah. You know, a lot of people feed off everything they see on the media and yeah. stuff like this. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and you so, are the what you listen to, what you watch, the books you read, mm -hmm. the people you hang around. You yeah. become those things. Yeah, and so yeah. if that's all your input, I mm -hmm. completely agree. Yeah, so, you know, we, we've had those challenges and, and, and gotten, gotten through those. Those really it makes us more stronger as a unit, you know. Yeah. Um, have you had any conversations with your kid or have they experienced any overt racism or people saying stuff to them or they've ever had to walk through that with you and your family? Uh, they've had some subtle experiences, some things that they really didn't pick on. They just knew someone was being treating them differently. I mean, and but it never was someone ever saying right out something racist or anything. Right. But because us as parents and adults, we were picking up on these right. things, and we knew what was yeah. going on. We recognized and stuff, and so I've had had to, I've had to have those conversations with them that hey, sometimes people see you a little different now. With Elena, Elena's a little different with hers, to be honest, because Elena's she's let me tell you, she's she's mixed with Italian, Hispanic, and then she has has black because her her 
father is her biological father is um black and hispanic mm. okay so then you know he mixes with with my wife who was italian and then boom you got lane which lane just looks she just looks white really to be honest except for the curl her hair gets really really curly naturally and so mm. that's the only thing kind of getting she tans really quick <laughs> and easy yeah and it's something so those are her things that she has that kind of know to give off so somebody knows that you know she's not just straight away but most she's more especially when she straightens her hair she's more <laughs> she's more accepted in some of the areas that we go and stuff yeah. like that but thailand and you can tell thailand's mixed you know um uh, and as he's as he's getting older uh i could tell he's going through different experiences than what he always has as he was coming up rather you know the interactions are different with 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 the kids and even with some adults and stuff like mm. that and i said tell him say look son everything is not going to be always peachy when you when you when you're coming up you know right. there's going to be situations that's going to happen that you may not understand but you need to know that you know uh it's not okay for someone to treat you differently because of uh, who you are and what you are or whatever else like that Yeah. and stuff. And, uh, you know, he said before some people have called them some names. I'm said, don't allow them to label you mm. that way and stuff. So, yeah. uh, you know, one of the biggest things we did was where people label him just black. I'm like, you're not black. I said, you're interracial. You know, I said, and no one needs to hold that back from you by trying to label you just because of whatever some government standard is that you have to label this person because of this and that. Check a box. Yeah. We don't, we don't allow that, you know? Mm. So, and you know, for the most part, and I give it to him, he's, he's a tiger when it comes to handling things like that issues and stuff. He kind of lets it roll off his back, just like I do. I handle conflict pretty well. And, and, and he has those tendencies. Now a lot of things he gets from his mom, but <laughs> when it comes to that, he's, he's pretty calm and collective. Um, on those situations. And Elena is too. Elena is really easy going. She has a great personality. Tom is well. And so, uh, you know, they, I, I think they're going to do fine. They will. They got that. good parents. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> they're going to do fine. Gonna, but it, it is. It's a cruel tough world. Tough world. Absolutely. Yeah, it no. is. It do you is. remember having any conversation with your parents dealing with how to affect be racism and go through different stuff growing up? Did you have any times maybe that they said something to you that helped you? Oh, yeah. We had to have many conversations. Look, mm. coming up in Shreveport, uh, during that time in the you know eighties and nineties, uh, there was a lot going on. Just I mean, you see it today. A lot of the violence that's going on in Shreveport, and it was just the same when we were coming up. There was a lot of shootings, especially in our neighborhoods. Uh, man, we were attending funerals almost every other other weekend. I mm. mean, uh, and that's that was the lifestyle. Uh, you know, the a lot of the the negative things were coming up in poverty. Uh, we've dealt with those, and especially my mom, most of life being a single parent, um, she had to have a lot of hard conversations with us. Uh, conversations with us about how we interact with law enforcement. Uh, conversations with us about how we interact with someone that may be racist or anything else like that. Cause Do you mind expanding on that? What are some things she told you? Well, uh, I remember this one opportunity we had where uh, we had some guys that had driven by us when we were walking from, I think we were coming from school or something, but uh, it was a group of white males, and they rode by, and they called us the N-word and everything else, and, you know, jumping out of the truck trying to intimidate us and doing all this kind of stuff like that, and, uh, and we, you know, when we got home, we, we had that conversation with, with our mom about it, like, hey, this is what happened, and, you know, and we didn't really know how to process it, right. you know? Sure. How old were you? Uh, I think I was like, 
was 12. I was like 12 years old, Dang. you know? Yeah. And uh, my mom was like, you know, son, this, the color of your skin is going to always be looked at in negative fashion. So it's just, and that's that's what that's the way the world is rolling right now, and that's because of where we came from. Uh, the way our life, the way the way we were brought into this country was in a negative fashion, and I mean, it, it, it'll always be that way until some kind of big changes change happens, mm-hmm. and you know, just like today, I mean, at this time, we, we never thought we'd see some of the things that have happening everything from our politics to other other situations where you now have some uh, minorities involved in in those situations and stuff like that because back then we didn't ever dream of even seeing that mm-hmm. uh you know minorities in the politics minorities in other big situations where they're in some kind of uh position of leadership or something that's like that. we didn't see a lot of that uh my grandmother came up as a as a housekeeper mm. Uh, my mom worked for she did some housekeeping and she worked at, on a at a pharmaceutical company on the on the line. Uh, a lot of people that we came up around were doing jobs similar to that, you know. Uh, so, you know, she's always she always had the conversation with us about being who we are, but not judging anybody any other race because of what we experienced from when you know one apple didn't ruin the whole tree, right? You know, and uh, my mom was really big about that. She's really big on loving everyone, no matter what their skin color was. My mom always accepted anyone that I brought to the house, no matter what skin mm-hmm. color they were. Uh, and that's the way she raised us. She's like, you know, there are really good people out in this world. And you're, you're going to have those ones that come in your life, and they're going to be this way or another, or they're going to be really judgmental towards the other, but you don't change your perspective on someone else just because how somebody else feels about them or what, you know, what that judgment is or anything. So she was always really good about that. There would be a lot better place if we lived that out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. She was really big about, you know, uh, allowing people to to show themselves, whether you doing, you know, prejudging them or anything else like that and stuff. And that's no matter all the stuff that they experience, all the racism and everything else, my grandmother and my Mom and all them experience, they still always love people in general, no mm. matter what skin color they were. Would have been easy not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's big, and yeah. it's still that in your kids now. It's really, yeah, really oh yeah, definitely. And my sure. kids know that. They, they see, man, I, we call our family the United Nations. I said everything in my <laughs> everything in my life is the United Nations. My friends and my scope of friends, United Nations. You look at my Facebook or anything else, you're gonna see a variety. Mm. You look at anything, it's going to be I don't a think variety. a lot of people can say that, sadly. Yeah, you, and you're right. You know, a lot of people can say that, and that's why I tell they, people today, if you want to raise a good family or you want to be a good parent, you want to be a good husband, father, mother, whatever it is, open your box. Mm. Do not keep that box closed because you are at that point. To me, you're doing a disservice to not only your family but your community and everything else like that. Everybody looks like you. Everybody likes the same things you do. Everybody agrees yeah. with everything you do. Yeah, and you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that, man. Some people do, but and I think some it, get by it and they hurts fit, them. And they're comfortable with that, right? And they you miss know? out on so many blessings and better ways to do things. They do, they do, and you know, and some of those same people are not only your friends; they're your, your own family. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know how many family members I've had to put in a rearview mirror just so I could look towards the towards the that windshield into the future, so I could have a better 
perspective for my family and everything else like that. Sometimes I had to put some family members on the back burner because it's of, tough to do. It is tough. It is tough. But it's tough to raise my kids in an environment like that. Right. Where they don't have that opportunity and chance because someone's being closed minded. And I would not allow me to give my kids any kind of closed minded teachings because that's not the way I was brought up. And I don't want them to be brought that way because, like you said, you're missing on so many opportunities and blessings when you're doing that. Absolutely. Well, that's powerful. Thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that and talking about that. Yeah, yeah, Means absolutely. A lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, so absolutely. let's go into the holidays we're going through and talking about what's coming up. It's about to be this time in the Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that fun stuff happening. What is something that you guys do every year with the holidays? Is something that is a tradition or something that maybe you guys will have as a memory when it comes to the holidays? Because it's on everybody's mind right now. We're right in the middle of it. Oh, man, I, I think we're pretty much just like the traditional family. We get together and we eat. You know, we like to sit there and just kind of reflect on the year and uh, whatever's going on right then. Uh, I know this these every holiday this year has been different. It's weird you know? year. Yeah, it's <laughs> no been a doubt weird about year, it. Yeah, man, it's been a real year. So uh, you know, that's gonna be a lot. That's not going to be, but there's a lot to be. There's a lot to be thankful for. You know, there's a lot to be thankful for, especially with all that's going on. Sure, and things going so. Um, you know, normally again, that's that's what we're doing on Thanksgiving and and Christmases. We you know we usually we're doing our gift exchanges in the morning and all that kind of stuff on Christmas and you know we'll visit some family and all that stuff like that. But again, I think that's that, I'm thinking, but I know that's that's going to be different. That's changing this year just for the just for the sake of you know trying to keep other people safe sure. and stuff like that. So it's a it's it's just a great sacrifice that we have to have. You know yeah. for. For the for a greater being, and, my uh, grandmother's eighty six now. She just turned eighty six in August, and we still haven't seen her since March. Really, and we've gone to the window and kind of looked and done stuff, but just my mom goes now. But we still haven't. Yeah, I mean, just and she would always come for Thanksgiving, and she's not this year, and mm-hmm. it's just it's complicated. You don't yeah. want to risk it and try to balance that, and some people don't care and they're wide open about it. And we yeah. just hit record new highs again, mm-hmm. and then some people are so afraid and terrified that they're not living their life and doing it. And it's like, man, it's got to be somewhere in the middle, but it's. it's it's not easy. Yeah, because man, who wants that on a conscience? If you know, because <sighs> I, I wouldn't. I I couldn't bear the, the burden of knowing that I could have stayed away from my grandma just from this mm. for this one little moment, especially in the, the job that I do now. I could easily take that, you know, COVID back home or whatever else like right. that, and so I just couldn't bear that burden of even you know putting my mom or my grandma because my grandmother lives with my mom now my mom is taking care of her mm. she's on hospice and all that stuff so she's taking care of Dang, my grandmother that's tough so you know us going over this year and and hanging out and being like that it's just that's not in my window right now but right. thank God to technology and my mom is big on technology there now you go. these days you most know. moms are not yeah yeah <laughs> so that's and that's bringing on a whole nother the other thing, you know, of how you're interacting with your family is through social media and all that kind of stuff like that. It can be good. There's yeah. a lot of bad. Yeah, People can use it for good. It. But with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> you got like the Spider-Man, Spider-Man phone Man. case. Yeah, I got the little Spider-Man phone case. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, and that's another thing I want to tell parents out there and stuff. You know, a lot. Uh, there's some parents that allow these devices to control their kids or raise their kids and stuff like that. Mm. But they need to look back and kind of pan out and understand how serious and how 
man, sometimes this this stuff can it could destroy a family. It could destroy a human being just in own man. It's so so much access out there. I could mm. imagine having this kind of access as a irresponsible teenager. <laughs> Not kidding, man. All I remember oh, is having too. the having the pager where you ran out doing the numbers where everybody's putting in the codes. Then you gotta go and find a phone. The user to call and all that kind of stuff it's a like different that. Different world. And man, I was, I was, man, I was something to deal with back then. With that, imagine <laughs> having all this technology and doing it. So you know, my wife and I are really conscientious on how kids interact with their phones and their social media and all that kind of yeah. stuff like that. Because you have to be right. And that to be a good responsible parent, you should be. We're gonna have to have you back again. That's a whole other podcast, yeah, right that there. It's a big good. deal. Yeah, yeah, it is. It Absolutely. Is, man. All right, one more thing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be doing a Christmas movie bracket on social media coming up in a couple weeks. You really? got a go-to Christmas movie? Y'all got your favorite? Something you watch every year? Man, what? Okay, come on. You know the one that I love? I don't. I want to know. I think it's called a, what is it, is it a Christmas story? You got to put your eyes out. <laughs> Shoot your eye Shoot out. Your eye, yeah, that one, is, what is the name Christmas of that? Christmas story. Yeah, oh, Christmas yeah. story, yeah. That's y'all's good, Man, that's huh? what I was raised up watching every, I mean, it was, because it rolled from Thanksgiving to Christmas almost. They play almost. all the time yeah, on TV. Yeah, so that was my go-to. There you I go. I was watching that all the time. That in the, in the Grinch, you know, those oh, are the things. Yeah, the and animated my, Grinch. Yes, the yes. animated Grinch. There's three Grinches now, yeah. you got to be clear. Yeah, and the, yeah, the first animated <laughs> Grinch, not the ones right. that come out recently. And my kids love it as well. Oh, yeah. And stuff, so, yeah, that, that's my go-to. There you go. We've already started Christmas stuff. I'm all about it. I'm mm-hmm. here for it. Yeah, man, especially right now, man, it's such hard time like we want to start christmas early my it's- wife has a little letter board in the house and uh-huh. it says for probably three weeks now can we just put the tree up and call it a year there you <laughs> go. go we need something good yeah man you need to see that man that's that symbol absolutely of, that's right greatness yeah and you know what was good ty what's that this podcast thanks for oh, being man. here today it man thanks for sharing here. about that absolutely. absolutely yeah absolutely we'll have y'all on to talk some cell phone that's a good talk that's a whole nother topic oh man whole nother topic absolutely right y'all have a great one thanks for listening today all right peace <laughs> What a great conversation, and thank you, Ty, for being here and being a guest on the show today and opening up and talking about some of your experiences. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have feedback, make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find the podcast. You can also go and subscribe if you don't do that already so you can get these automatically every week, once a week, some parenting advice and some tips and things to know. I sure appreciate you listening today, and make sure if you don't listen to Backstage with the Simple Church, there's another podcast there you can go check out. We hope everybody has a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week.